Tuesday, and welcome to Not Boring. So why am I playing Johann Sebastian Bach? Well, today we have a very special day here at Not Boring. Today is the first uh, Not Boring investment memo uh, that we'll actually be able to invest in through the Not Boring syndicate. And the company, like Johann Sebastian Bach, is called Composer. So without further ado, let's get to it. Introducing Composer. Trading has gotten so chaotic that most people either ignore the risks and just go for it, or give their money to someone else, either software, mutual fund, or human, to figure it out for them. We're not going back to the way things were. As I wrote about in Entropy Theory, once entropy increases in a market, there's no putting the genie back in the bottle. That means new opportunities for new companies, entropy wranglers, that bring order to the chaos. So who are the personal investing entropy wranglers? The personal investing landscape is like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Wealthfront, and then robo-advisors like it, are too automated and too boring. Robinhood is too chaotic and manual. Composer is just the right blend of customization and automation to attract prosumer investors. Robinhood allows anyone to trade stock or even options from their phone with almost zero friction. Robo-advisors or robos like Wealthfront take human emotions out of the equation and replace them with algorithms that make cool-headed, if unpersonalized, decisions. I don't think either Robinhood or Wealthfront is just right, though. I think the personal investing entropy wrangler looks a lot more like the subject of today's not-boring memo, Composer. I'm bullish on Composer for five reasons. One, its business model aligns incentives. Customers pay, so customers are not the product. Two, entropy wrangling combining a smart product with a sensible strategy to wrangle personal investing entropy. Three, the nerds are already doing this. Nerds are spending months trying to build just a piece of what Composer will let them do in minutes. It's at number four, sits at the intersection of powerful trends. No code, online investing, and unbundling Excel. And five, the team is smart, flexible, and driven. I would never get bet against Ben. I first saw the, the seeds of the idea that grew into Composer over hundreds of text messages with the company's co-founder and CEO, Ben Rollert, my former colleague at Breather and the smartest person I know. For Ben, trained as a data scientist and evolved into a VP product, the problem was this. There isn't an easy way for a relatively savvy investor to get the type of market-beating, risk-adjusted returns that hedge funds and their clients have access to. If I got a hold of that question, I would study it, talk to some smart people, write about it, and move on to the next thing. But Ben is different. Ben is both relentlessly curious and highly technical. He went into the hole, spent hours and hours on nights and weekends to build and backtest a strategy, and build a way to automatically trade it depending on market conditions. Then it worked. First in years-long backtests, then in this incredibly entropic COVID-induced market that we're in today, Ben's first strategy kicked the shit out of market returns. Then his second kicked even harder. Ben was onto something. So he recruited Ronnie Lee, another, another one of the smartest people we worked with at Breather, and Ananda Isola, a McGill classmate with the finance and operations experience needed to build this idea into a company. See, Ben doesn't just build machine learning al algorithms. He's kind of a machine learning algorithm himself. Working together, Ben, Ananda, and Ronnie have taken in thousands of inputs from conversations with industry experts to an analyses of competitors' business models to customer interviews, 
and iterated on the product. Today, Composer is no longer an asset manager that just allows you to trade Ben's strategies. It's a platform that lets you mix, tweak, test, and implement strategies and generate better risk-adjusted returns. Over time, that could mean more money with less risk. Now, even though I'm a Wealthfront and Robinhood customer already, I can't wait to use Composer, and I'm thrilled to invest in the company itself. To explain why, let's start with a look at the incumbents and the limited options they give us to control our financial destiny. Wealthfront is Quibi, and Robinhood is Napster. The history of financial markets exhibits the entropic cycle. Things get more chaotic over time, and companies capture value by bringing order to the chaos. The Dutch established the first stock exchange, the Amsterdam Stock Exchange, to trade stocks and bonds on just one company, the Dutch East Indies Company. Today, nearly anyone with a smartphone can trade stocks, bonds, and options right from their phone at any time. It's super entropic. Wealthfront and Robinhood represent the two extremes of the approaches the new entrants have taken to capture value from the entropy. On one side, Wealthfront and the robo-advisors more generally are paternalistic, inflexible, and generate average returns. On the other, Robinhood is manual, it's kind of glorified gambling, and you're the gravy. I'll explain what that means in a little bit. Wealthfront is a leader among the growing number of robo-advisor robo startups, so named because they use software to offer services like tax loss harvesting, direct indexing, and automatic rebalancing. Customers have very little agency, but for many, the ability to set it and forget it is valuable. Wealthfront has stalled out around $21 billion in assets under management as it faces stiff competition from well-funded incumbents, and it still loses a lot of money. It charges only 0.25% of every dollar it manages for accounts with over $5,000. Everything below that is free, but the company still needs to pay to acquire and support those smaller accounts. Plus, it faces the same challenges as many personal finance apps. It costs Wealthfront hundreds of dollars to acquire customers. Even worse, the company doesn't really have a moat, as evidenced by the ease with which startups and incumbents have entered its space and taken market share. Composer even worked out how to reconstruct a robo-like portfolio with ETFs. There's an image of it. It's really just a bunch of ETFs. When you hear robo-advisor think, this is buying and selling ETFs. So Wealthfront is like Quibi. It spends a lot of money to acquire customers and doesn't have a real moat to retain them. It applies the old paradigm, financial advisors, using new technology, software. Like Quibi, the level of entropy has increased past the point at which Wealthfront is the best solution on the market. Robinhood, on the other hand, gives people control, maybe too much control. And so far, people are loving it. Robinhood has added 3 million accounts since the beginning of COVID, and those accounts are trading frequently. Importantly, it only costs Robinhood about $10 to acquire a customer and it makes more money off each customer than its competitors do via order flow. As someone who's made my fair share of dumb investing mistakes though, there are a few things that make me wary of Robinhood's long-term success. First, many, many people are gonna lose a lot of money. Here's how the progression goes in a bull market like the one we're in, at least for people who treat investing as a substitute for gambling. First, you buy some stock. Whoa, it's going up, this is fun. Second, you hear about options, whoa. My friends are making even more money than I am. Then you buy a couple options. Whoa, this is even more fun. Man, my options are performing way better than my stocks. I'm a fucking genius. Four, you start selling your stock to buy options. 
why get 10% daily returns on Tesla when I could get 50% daily returns? Then you're kind of in the spot where you hold an irresponsible amount of the portfolio, uh, the portfolio and high volatility options on high volatility stocks, and you do well for a while. You think, I'm a super genius. I can't believe those losers are just buying stocks. Tesla is going to explode when it beats earnings. And six, you get hit by the vol crush and you lose most of your money. Wait, Tesla beat earnings? Why are all my options down? Or worse, holy shit, Tesla missed earnings. 90% of the value of my options got wiped out. And then you get to point number seven. I need a smarter way to invest. The other thing that might happen is that trading is going to lose its allure in a bear market or a flat market. Being at a hot blackjack table is fun. Even, some lo even losing some big hands once in a while is a rush. But only the worst addicts continue to gamble day after day when they're losing. Most can't afford to. Robinhood right now is like a hot blackjack table. Everyone is winning, and the people who are losing are losing so spectacularly that it heightens the experience for everyone. When the table cools down, markets don't normally stay on runs like the one that they're on right now, and things become a lot less volatile, a lot of the thrill seekers will cash out. Additionally, as Ranjan Roy highlights, Robinhood customers don't pay for the product, they are the product. Worse, Robinhood traders are the gravy, the unsophisticated counterparties on whom the hedge funds that buy Robinhood's order flow make huge amounts of money. What proof? Hedge funds pay Robinhood huge amounts of money, 10 to 100 times more than they pay their competitors to buy its customer orders. So the, the idea there is they are willing to spend more money because they think that they're buying dumber, less tight or wider orders uh, where they can make more money really, really easily. This too is acceptable in a roaring bull market when everyone is making money than a snoozing bear market. I think that Robinhood might be Napster. It's not wrangling entropy, it's creating it. It uses game mechanics to get less sophisticated investors to trade more and makes wacky things happen in the market. Remember Hertz? But despite challenges, Robinhood is doing well. Its business model works better than the robos, and it recently raised $280 million at an $8.3 billion valuation. And Robinhood may add tools to help its clients make better decisions or better navigate flat or down markets. But there is a hole in the market for more sophisticated investors and those who are ready to graduate from Wealthfront and Robinhood. Just as many B2B SaaS companies took inspiration from consumer software in the consumer, consumerization of enterprise SaaS, Composer is building a prosumer investing product with consumer quality UI and professional grade guts. Composer, the personal investing entropy wrangler. There's a reason that Wealthfront, Robinhood, and their competitors have raised so much money and are willing to spend a lot of it to acquire customers. The equity markets are huge. $50 trillion are traded every year, and an increasing proportion of that money flows through self-directed personal accounts. The personal investing market has not yet been fully won. There's still a lot of entropy left to wrangle. Composer has a chance to become the personal investing entropy wrangler by democratizing access to high quality, personally directed, algorithmically executed trading strategies. Composer's mission is to close the gap in return on capital through the power of well-designed software. Today, an adult with world average wealth grows his or her wealth by just 2.1% per year while the top one of every 20 million people grow their wealth by 6.4% every year, three times better returns. Why? They have access to more sophisticated options than the average investor. Hedge funds, private equity, venture capital, family office, and more. 
while the rest of us are stuck choosing between average returns with Wealthfront and risk-it-all glorified gambling on Robinhood. So what does Composer do? Composer makes it easy for prosumer investors to build, test, and manage automated investment strategies without a single line of code. The company will build or license strategies or symphonies in Composer parlance and allow customers to edit and combine them, backtest, and live trade them at the click of a button. An example is useful. The not boring portfolio includes high growth, high beta tech stocks like Work, which is Slack, Amazon, Snapchat, and Spotify. Composer makes it easy to build a strategy that adds in VIX, which is a measure of market volatility, uh, into the mix at appropriate levels to hedge my downside while maintaining a target upside. For the finance folks, Composer allows me to build a strategy with a higher sharp ratio, with a higher sharp ratio than I would on my own, and it rebalances automatically based on my targets. But here's the real magic. Composer lets me add more symphonies to my portfolio and test how, how they'll perform together. Would adding a Wealthfront-like symphony to the not boring portfolio improve my risk-adjusted returns? What if I added a symphony that adjusts based on market volatility? Ultimately, I can compose a strategy comprised of dozens of symphonies that adjust based on market conditions, meaning better returns with less risk than anything I can currently build on my own. It's like having a hedge fund quant at my fingertips. So who's Composer's customer? Composer gives its customers the ability to generate better risk-adjusted returns. That's something that financially and technically sophisticated people are spending months of their lives figuring out how to hack together today. The nerds know that this is the way they should be investing, and their entire subreddit's dedicated to figuring out how to do it. To paraphrase Paul Graham, if you want to see 10 years into the future, look at what the nerds are talking about building in Reddit. But it's really hard. Even for those technical people, this is what it would look like to implement just one of Composer's strategies. And here's this flowchart that I'm not even going to try to walk through, but there's like 12 steps, and each one of them is too complicated for me to figure out how to do. Not boring readers are smarter than your average bear, but do you want to try to figure that out? Composer is targeting these relatively technically and financially literate prosumer early adopters. In other words, nerds. Think software engineers at successful startups or investment banking analysts. People who know what they should be doing, but don't have the knowledge, time, or patience to do it. To acquire early customers, Composer is building a free backtesting tool to piggyback on an existing behavior, namely sharing backtests on Reddit and in more verticalized finance networks like Common Stock and group chats where investment banter happens today. Then Composer will make money the old fashioned way by charging customers for the product. Customers can paper trade and backtest for free, but will pay $30 a month for brokerage integrations that allow them to trade real money. Early customers will start the data flywheel. As more strategies are developed on its platform and more customers start allocating funds to them, Composer can use this aggregate data to generate new opportunities for Alpha, which attracts yet more customers, strategy, and so on. Ben is the person who generally yells at me if I ever talk about data moats, but when more and better data directly translates into better returns, the data flywheel is real. After these early adopters, its go-to-market strategy will be similar to Slack's or Figma's, get adoption among individual investment managers, registered investment advisors, traders, and portfolio managers, and spread via word of mouth within the financial institutions they work for. Nothing spreads more quickly than word about a new way to make money, particularly in a culture that is so competitive around money. When I was a trading intern, the traders on my desk bet thousands of dollars on which intern could eat the most chicken nuggets in an hour. I came in second. As Composer spreads within financial institutions, it will charge companies a monthly fee plus a per seat license for small org accounts that allow teams to build strategies together. Ultimately, 
Composer will sell an enterprise version, featuring security, customization, admin control, and bank-level SLAs into hedge funds and other large financial institutions. These institutions spend billions annually on IT, and many still run on software invented 35 years ago. Unbundling Excel. For financial customers, Composer is unbundling Excel, where so much of sophisticated trading strategy development and implementation still occurs. In 2010, Andrew Parker penned a now-famous blog post entitled The Spawn of Craigslist. As part of the post, Parker created an infographic that ultimately went viral, showing all the startups being launched as part of an, as part of an unbundling of various sections of Craigslist. In 2017, Thomas Tungas noted a similar phenomenon applied to Excel, described in detail in his post, The Unbundling of Excel. A shockingly large number of traders and financial institutions still manage their trading strategies in Excel, in part because Excel has a very low barrier to entry for someone who wants programming functionality without a steep learning curve. In many ways, Excel is still the ultimate no-code tool, and many developers of no-code products will admit behind closed doors that Excel is their real competition. That said, none of this changes the fact that Excel is dangerously unsuitable for managing more sophisticated investment or trading strategies. In 2012, JP Morgan posted a $6 billion loss when a trader nicknamed the London Whale accumulated outsized positions in credit default swaps as part of a hedging strategy gone wrong, in part because of some standard Excel errors. As Business Insider commented at the time, Wall Street uses Excel for everything, so this is pretty troubling, but it shouldn't be surprising. Excel is just like any program. Numbers can get lost, equations can get written over, and a user might not even notice. The reality is that this shouldn't be an expected part of the status quo, and inevitably, companies like Composer will disrupt these sorts of inappropriate use cases of such a general and error-prone tool. So what are the risks? Every early-stage startup comes with major risks, and Composer is no different. As with any angel investment, you should assume that an investment in Composer will go to zero dollars. There are a few main risks that I see to Composer. One, Composer is pre-product. Startup, startup investing is risky and pre-product is riskier. There's potential for increased online trading regulation if there's fallout from reckless Robinhood trading. Customer acquisition costs and consumer investing can be prohibitively high. Many robos don't make money. Composer is not a robo and has, in my opinion, a more sensible business model that takes robos' mistakes into consideration, but the space has struggled to generate many big winners. Past performance is not predictive of future results. There's a potential that the strategies Composer offers customers don't outperform the markets, ETFs, robos, or any other securities, including cash. It sounds like it would cost a lot to rebalance this portfolio often, but actually it's all done for pennies with software on Google Cloud. And finally, if Composer shows early success, competitors may flood the space. Existing competitors include Collective2, a two-sided marketplace for quant strategies, and Vice and Boosted AI, both B2B tools for registered investment advisors and hedge funds. As happened with robos, even big players like Schwab, TD Ameritrade, and Vanguard may try to enter the space. I do believe the Composer has a more defensible and differentiated product than the robos, though. Now, this list is not exhaustive. Again, startup investing is risky, and you shouldn't invest any money that you aren't comfortable losing. So with all those risks, why am I so bullish on Composer? Composer is the investing version of what I'm going for with this newsletter. Not boring and smart. It's easier than ever to be not boring and dumb when investing. Just buy some out-of-the-money calls into earnings. It's also relatively easy to be smart and boring. 
Wealthfront and other robos can get you average returns fairly predictably. Composer is the investing platform I want for myself. One that lets me take risk and hedge it, make my own decisions, and build a portfolio that generates better risk-adjusted returns. That's why I'm excited to use Composer as a customer. I'm excited to invest in Composer because the business is as smart as the product itself. One, the business model aligns incentives. Customers pay for the product so they aren't the product or the gravy. At $30 a month, price point means that Composer generates two to three times more average revenue per user than Wealthfront and can use early revenue to build out a product to sell to professional investors and financial institutions. Two, entropy wrangling. Composer is able to learn from previous entrance mistakes and is building an entropy wrangler that integrates UI, backtesting, and implementation on top of high quality and improving inputs like strategies, data, and brokerages. Three, the team is smart and flexible. Ben and the team are incredibly sharp. They walk the line between staying firm on the vision while remaining flexible on the details. Shifting from selling its own strategies to leveraging commoditized strategies and building its own tech on top is just one example. There's zero chance that they know exactly what the right moves are today, but this team will adjust quickly to win. Four, customers are already doing this. Very smart people who have other high value ways to spend their time are spending months figuring out how to build just one piece of what Composer allows them to do in seconds. By bringing simplicity to the mix and making people money, Composer will expand the market size. Five, the intersection of powerful trends. While I think the total addressable market, or TAM, is a relatively meaningless number for an entropy wrangler, check out predictions for Google's market size from 1998 or Uber's from 2009, Composer does sit at the intersection of three big markets. One, no-code is expected to grow from a $13.2 billion market this year to a $45.5 billion market in 2025. Two, online investing, which has a $1.8 trillion in assets under management and self-directed accounts and saw 170% growth in new accounts in Q1 2020. And three, the unbundling of Excel has produced unicorns like Airtable, who are going after Office 365's $30 billion in annual revenue. I think the time is right for Composer. Millions of people are investing for themselves for the first time. The commoditized inputs are good enough to rely on, and a well-designed UI can give people the power to build an intelligent portfolio in about the same time it takes them to build a dumb one. Raw returns are so 2020. When Composer is successful, people will brag about their risk-adjusted returns. All the cool kids will be showing off their sharp ratios. More impactfully, Composer can help close the gap in return on capital through the power of well-designed software. Even people who write a free newsletter will have access to the tools and strategies that the most sophisticated hedge funds use today and that the smartest funds will be buying from Composer soon. So now here's the fun part. If you're an accredited investor interested in learning more and potentially investing in Composer with the Not Boring Syndicate, you can join at the link in this post and then I'll send you uh, the deal with more information, including a deck. And we do all of this through AngelList and please note that joining the syndicate, one, is available only to accredited investors, and two, joining is not a commitment to invest. You're just uh, kind of joining to get access to see more details on the deal, uh, and obviously do the diligence, make your own decisions for yourself. If you've already joined the Not Boring Syndicate, you'll receive an invite to the deal shortly. That's all for today, uh, and I will see you either in the syndicate or on Monday.